Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott, and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy. And I am psyched you are here. I am super excited to share this week's episode with you. I get to introduce you to my friend, Ariana. Ariana is, well, my friend, my client, and my favorite copywriter in the entire world. We worked together on my page for Light Leader Amplification and for my page for four weeks to quit the stuff that isn't serving you. And both of those pages on my website, oh, they just light me up so much. Working with her is such, well, it's such a joy and it's just freaking awesome. If you need any copywriting done and you want to work with somebody who also understands your human design, she is the girl for you. She's just a, well, she's a total joy. How many times am I going to say this? She is so fun. She is so self-aware. She is such a human design genius. She's just absolutely amazing. Let me tell you more formally who she is. Ariana Joy is a professional copywriter, human design reader, and founder of the blog, Just Follow Joy. She helps conscious business owners and soul seekers alike use human design, intuition, and joy to drop the struggle and grind, do what feels good, and create what they want with way more ease, whether it's in their marketing or in their lives or both. Ariana's joy, excuse me, Ariana's goal is to show as many people as possible that follow your joy isn't just a nice idea. It's literally your roadmap to the success you've been looking for. Also, bonus, even if you're not interested in human design, if you want to instigate some joy in your body and in your life right now, listen to this episode because it is overflowing with joy, contagious joy. I promise you there is especially one section of this conversation that if it doesn't make you laugh out loud, if it doesn't make you almost pee your pants laughing, if it doesn't make you cry laughing, it will at the very least make you smile. This conversation is primarily about being a generator because Ariana is a 5-1 generator, but there's also some goodies in here. We talked about active versus passive digestion, which is the same as active versus passive brains. We just kind of bounce all around with human design. I think you're going to love it. And I love you. Remember, you are a miracle. Go forth and be awesome. Ariana, I am stoked to do this with you. We get to talk all the time. And now here you are on the Find Your Awesome podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Here I am. I can't believe it. I've been wanting to do this for a really long time too. So I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm sorry. It took me so long to finally be like, oh, Ariana needs to come on the podcast right now. Like right now. Yeah. And when you reached out to me too, <laughs> I mean, I wish I, I had it in text form, but I just, I couldn't because I wanted to vocalize it. I was like, yeah, are you kidding me? Are you, uh, absolutely. And you're like, yeah, I knew that was a yes before I even asked you. I actually felt your energy. I sent you the message. And then I was like, I heard a, 
Of course. Yes. <laughs> Our auras high fived. Right, they did. They totally did. And it was a jumping <laughs> high five. All right. So let's talk about who you are. You're a human design reader, a copywriter. How mm-hmm. do you describe yourself? Well, that's pretty much it. Um, and it's funny because, you know, for as, as Kelsey knows personally, I've had um, some trouble in defining that. Like, how do I even make those two things coexist? But yeah, um, I am an intuitive, joy-based professional copywriter. And um, I use human design uh, specifically to help people write their best copy. I mean, I use other things too, but a lot of my work is, is based in human design because I love it so much. But yeah. So how did you get into human design? Um, you know, I heard it about, I heard about it on a podcast once and, um, you know, I don't know if it was like this for you, but there was a part of me that immediately clicked with it. And a part of me that was like, Oh no, 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 no. I don't get this. This is complicated. What are those weird symbols? This is not for me. Like later for a later time, this is not for right now. Um, so it took me about a year and a half to really get into it after hearing about it on that podcast, because I really love anything that promotes people accepting themselves as different and accepting that as something that makes them special. Because in no way do I believe that everyone is the same. We were talking about this before, like everyone is unique. Everyone's got their superpower. So um, I kept coming back to it. And then I don't remember exactly what made me land on like, I love human design, but I decided that I I really liked it. I wanted to get into it more. Um, And then, you know, I've never believed that everyone was the same in marketing either. That's a big issue I've had with the marketing industry. So when I realized how much I loved that in human design, I was like, oh, I'd really love to use that in copywriting. And then that's actually how we connected. I remember I was, I was writing an article or I was, oh no, I was trying to explain to somebody the difference between being a specific and a non-specific manifester. And I literally just, I didn't know how to tell them which one they were. So I reached out to you on Facebook message and I was like, hey, Kelsey, it's been like a year since we've talked. I don't think you even remember who I am. But um, how do I tell someone whether or not they're a specific or non-specific manifester? Like, oh yeah, it's this arrow. It's just the bottom right arrow. I was like, dope, okay. Um, and then that launched our friendship and it launched me um, getting more into human design. So it sounds like you're, I can like see your trajectory with the rabbit hole that is human design. <laughs> you're like dancing around it and like going in, you're going in deep enough to be able to like understand some parts of charts. And then I feel like since we've been playing together, you just like leapt all the way to the bottom. Oh, holy hell. Yeah. I don't remember exactly how, oh, I remember now it's because you had a sacral response when you were going through a list of people to reach out to any generators who are manifesting generators who are listening right now, this is a great example of waiting to respond or waiting for the response. Um, and I don't think you even remembered who I was, but you were, you just got a response. You're like, this is a good person for me to reach out to you. And then you invited me to be on your email list. And I was like, yeah, totally. And then I saw your site because of it. And I responded to that with like, oh, I love this. Um, and I booked a reading with you. And it was after I booked a reading with you, I was like, Oh, 100% do I want to learn how to do this? Yeah. 
I love that. And yeah, that, that like scrolling through Facebook messenger was me like six months, maybe even longer after I jumped off social media, like fully retired from social media. And then was like, Oh crap. Maybe I <laughs> like tell people I was hearing from a few people like, Oh, I miss your post. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> but I <don't> <laughs> come beyond my email list and yeah. that's where you'll still get to hear from me on a regular basis. So that was me like just going through and yeah, your name was right there. And I, I didn't, I am so good with names. And at the time I was like, I just kept hearing. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad I listened to that and fully felt it in my body. Cause I like my brain had nothing. There was nothing in the Ariana file, but other than (laughs) there's no file, I have an open Ajna. (laughs) It's like an empty library up here. It was, it was totally gorgeous. And just like my, my body is just responding. "Mm -hmm. Do it. Isn't that the best feeling too, when you get a sacral response and you actually get like the first sacral response you have, that's a yes or no, and you follow it or you don't. And it actually bears fruit and you're thinking, wow, this works. This is something I can do. It's such a great feeling. That's like the first thing I, I think I'm beyond this now, but early on, that would be the first thing I think. And then like the next question is, am I brave enough to keep doing this? Like oh. all day, every day. Yeah. And that's a moment by moment <laughs> um, question still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're so how about for you, when it comes to following the joy, what does that mean for you? What does it look like? So I love this question because I think a lot of people don't realize how simple and how important it is. So simple in that it's in every moment of every day, especially, and you know, I'm not just talking about generators and manifesting generators. It's especially true for us because this shows up in um, anything from a small decision, like which plate do I wanna eat my food on to big decisions like, do I wanna take that job or do I wanna move somewhere? But it applies to everyone. So it's really just as simple as being like, is this a yes or is this a no for me? I just realized I totally use it for which plate do I wanna eat my food on? I never. like just highlighted that before but I absolutely do yeah or like which coffee do I want to put like which mug do I want to put my coffee in um but yeah so it's it's really as simple as just asking myself like what do I want to do what lights me up and then following that and it's important because people don't realize that these small decisions and and the big ones too but using what makes you happy isn't just a nice to know thing. It's not a nice to have thing. Um, it shouldn't be a luxury because it's our compass. It's our compass to making our best decisions. Um, and again, that's most obvious for generators and manifesting generators because we're all about using a gut response of does this light me up or does it not to direct us towards the best thing for us. But I mean, this could be for anyone. Say you're like a splenic projector and you get you know, that instantaneous hit of like, ooh, that sounds good. Or like, oh, no, that doesn't sound good. I don't really like to do that. You know, the, the intuitive hit will, will light you up or, or make you feel good. Um, and so for everybody, it's so crucial, I think, and so underused to use your joy to direct you to the next thing. 
I want to talk more about joy, but I also want you to share your design with everyone. So they know like where you're coming from, who Um, they're, who they're hearing from right now. Yes. Well, if it's not obvious, I am, I am a generator. (laughs) Um, I'm a pure generator, uh, sacral. So I make my best decisions in the moment with a gut check to, is this a yes or a no for me? Um, and I'm a, 5-1 heretic investigator. Ooh, <clears throat> excuse me. Which means that with uh, an open throat. With an open throat. <laughs> As you can hear open, right there. With an open everything. Honestly, I only have three centers to find. So I'm wide open in a lot of places. But um I'm a 5-1 heretic investigator, which means that um I basically heal myself by healing the world first. So most of the stuff that I share. Um, outward to the world that I have like a feeling I should share with people stuff will come up to me I'm like oh that's a really good lesson I should I should talk about that Um, it becomes very obvious to me soon after that why I shared it because it was supposed to heal me too and it'll usually come up in a situation later that I'm having trouble with and I'm like why am I struggling with this so much like I just wrote an email about this I'm like oh okay that's why That is so cool to see. So you, this thing comes to you, you share it with the world. Then you find yourself in a situation where like, you need to go back and read your wise words. Oh, so many times. Yeah. Like, um, I sent an email out the other day about this abundance mantra that I love because it's, it's worked for me. So it's as simple as saying, you know, just writing down in your journal and being like, okay, universe, like I'm really stepping into full abundance right now. I'm allowing everything to come to me. I'm, you know, stepping up in the way that I need to. Um, I'm going to do my job. You do yours, etc. cetera. Um, and it's worked for me, you know, it's uh, in the same day I've gotten results from doing that. So I wanted to share it with my email list and I did. And like then over the next few days, I was starting to feel like really blocked around money and receiving and I just wasn't really realizing it until I sat down and I was like what's going on and I was looking at my like recently sent emails and I was like oh I'm so not doing that like that's the thing that I need to learn um and so it's funny in some ways I think if you have you know a profile like like mine where you have a bigger number first which means you're transpersonal karma then you're almost kind of learning from yourself in a way that you didn't expect because you're sharing it with other people first. So for you, Kelsey, you're a four, six opportunist role model um, or buddy role model. I think that's a better, a better word. That's the word you use, right, buddy? No, I've never Uh heard that before. I love it. Um, I think of um, Genesis, what are, oh, now I forget what the regal, something regal is what she calls the four, six. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It'll come to me eventually. I like okay. buddy role model, role model though. Buddy role model. Yeah. Um, because what is a four line? They see themselves as the buddy, right? Yeah. The friend. Um, but so for you, like, and you've actually said it, like, it's not for people like you to step onto a pedestal or like, or step onto a soapbox and mm-hmm. like, and preach outward because you're going to learn most of that stuff through your own experiences and just kind of um, doing that on your own. And then like, maybe you can share that experience. Yeah. So as a four, six, I so want to share everything I learn about myself. Like I'm here to learn about myself and then share Mm -hmm. it. 
And it's, I, if why I find your process so interesting is mine is the exact opposite. Yeah. It's <laughs> learn something, share it. Then I'm totally over it. I'm like, mm-hmm. it, I no longer remember the whole experience. We were just talking about this. I was trying to tell you this, like a moment, this experience I had that was like, so monumental and so upsetting and like soul crushing for me. And I like, could not, I couldn't even like retell the story. I had none of the words. I was like, well, it was a really big deal at the time. Yeah. And you're like, I was just, I'm just remembering now how awful that was. But I'm like, you're like, I didn't realize how much of that I'd let go already. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell a story here and I can't because I have no I have, words. I have none of my trauma left over. <laughs> how unuseful. Exactly. Which is actually really interesting because I've been thinking about um, how I've heard a few people say like, don't share a personal story until you're on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel that like, if you're, if you are a wreck, if you are like totally upside down all in a mess, maybe it's not the best time to like share your story, but maybe like, as, as soon as you learn something, maybe that is actually for some of us, a time to share something. Yeah. It's always about your energy though. I think, yeah, checking your energy on that is important because I've definitely gotten, you know, it's funny, I've kind of battled with myself on this. I'm like, is it really helpful to share something you're going through or struggling with right now if you don't have the answer for someone? So in the past, I used to struggle a lot with, um, I had an eating disorder for a very long time. And I would read things from people being like, yeah, I'm struggling with this too. And I was like, so is there their way out of that or <laughs> what can tell me here um and so I've you know I've I've there's I think a line between someone telling you like hey everyone goes through this thing and saying like I'm really deep in this I don't know how to get out I'm struggling because you want to support and um encourage people so it's really checking in with your energy and asking like okay is this going to be something that's um like that I should just share with my therapist right now or my friends, or is this going to be something that's going to uplift the consciousness of the entire universe or just my email list even. Mm-hmm. And it's up to you to know that really. And, and sometimes it takes some testing to figure out, you know, I'm a marketer. Sometimes it takes testing <laughs> and checking in with um, the responses that you get, but yeah. So I, I think for me, the easiest little question to ask is am I doing this to serve God or to be God? Am I doing this to serve my audience or like be somebody that they like worship? Oh, uh, everything I do is to serve people, to raise the world. And if this, this little like page that I've written isn't serving the world, then it doesn't need to be seen by the world ever. Yeah. And you can, you know, it, and you, it, you can do both like I don't mean be God and and serve everybody as God but I mean you can um love what you're doing and still serve other people too exactly yeah you can make yourself happy and also make other people happy 
but no, it doesn't have to be like, I mean, for me as a writer, I'm like, is this an amazing sales page? Like, did I just kill this? Did I crush this? Does this make me look like a good writer? Like I, that's my version of like, am I trying to be God right now? Or am I trying to serve God Mm -hmm. right now? Because if my sales page is good enough, if it, you know, emanates my energy, if it really speaks to people and gives them a sense of hope and, and helps them and shows them why this is something that can help them, that's good enough, right? That's serving people. But if I'm focusing like so much on perfection, that's when I know I'm like, okay, I'm trying to prove myself here. Yeah. And as you being a generator and me being an MG, we know how do we really truly serve the world by sparkling, Mm -hmm. by being so lit up. That is our service to the world. So of course we need to follow the joy. So we're lit up. So we raise the world. Yeah. And that's, what's so amazing about being every energy type has something amazing to them, you know, but for being a generator, it's like, come on, that's pretty freaking cool. We get to fulfill our purpose and make the world a better place by just doing whatever makes us happy. Like I've talked to projectors who would kill to be generators, you know, and it's funny though, because generators and manifesting generators make up so much of the population. I think many people, when they first learn that they're a generator or a manifesting generator, they're like, oh, okay. I'm like everybody else. I'm like, no, you don't understand. First off, you're not like everybody else, no matter what your energy type is. And second, do you understand how freaking dope that is? You just get to do like whatever you want, get energy from that and like make other people happy too. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lit up generator is one of the most attractive, most like joy inducing things to be around for everybody. Quotable right there. Um, I was going to ask you what you love about being a generator. And I'm still going to ask you that you've started to answer the question, but what else do you love about being a generator? Hmm. Well, I love having so much energy. That's for sure. Like I really never have to ask myself whether or not I'm on the right path. Because if I'm happy by, like, if I become happy when I think about something or doing something where I get energized by doing it, it's like, there you go, there's your answer. Which is also what makes being a generator so difficult for so many people. Because like I said, most people don't think that it can be that simple, right? Like having the right answer in front of you is just the one that you like. Everyone thinks it's a nice to know thing. Like, oh, that, that's just your preference. You know, that's just something you like. That doesn't really relate to anything that's going to make you successful or send you in the right way. Uh, no, it's a total lie. Like things can be so much easier than we think. And being a generator, I feel like it's just, it's so simple. It's like, just don't worry, be happy kind of thing. Which mm. That making energy, one of my favorite exercises, this is a secret because this is what people in the quit your shit course are doing right now. Part of this week's exercise is to write a list of the, it's a gain drain list. So what do you do that gives you energy and what do you do that's sucking your energy away? And that gain list, those are all the things that are lighting you up. Those are all the things like when I do a human design reading 99% of the time, Let's drop it down to 95% of the time after a human design reading. I am so incredibly lit up that I, I am dancing around the house. That gets to be, that's reality. Like yeah. I get to do that. That's my job. I know. Yeah. That? 
it's like literally our job is just to like is to do what makes us want to dance around Mm -hmm. and rejoice and be happy to be alive I wouldn't I don't want any career other than that um but I have a question for you so when do you think people have a hard time dropping that draining stuff like Mm. that's tough for tough for a lot of people the obligations obligations okay and the fear of what's going to happen if they drop it yes and for manifesting generators I remind them to free themselves from the prison of commitment Mm. because especially for MGs our sacral response changes so fast that like I remind them, please don't commit to anything too far in advance. My mom's a travel agent and she like a month ago was booking trips. The, the, I mean, travel industry had a really rough 2020. So all the big uh, like cruise companies and stuff had all these promotions. She was booking massive trips for 2022 and 2023. And when she told me that, I was just like, oh, all the poor manifesting generators. Like I usually recommend, like if I'm talking to someone on Monday, don't, don't commit to something for Friday, maybe, maybe sort of commit to something for tomorrow, but then make friends with people who are totally okay with your response being probably. Yeah. Instead of yes. Yeah. Give manifesting generators room around that because honestly, it's such a, a gift for them to be able to hop from one thing to the next like as a generator, when I commit my energy to something, it's like, it's committed, which is why in Kelsey and I were talking about this the other day, which is like why, when I commit to something, it's like, Oh, I'm going whole hog. And it's why in the past, I've actually been afraid to fully commit and dive into something. Cause I'm like, if I'm doing this, I know I can do this for four days in a row. It's going to be nonstop. It's like, it doesn't matter if it's me writing an article or like a series of 10 emails or going to Mexico and partying. Like if I'm going in, I'm going full in. And with a manifesting generator, they have this amazing ability to put their energy into something and be like, oh no, wait, not this. And then go in a different direction. You know, my dad's a manifesting generator and he, it's, it's really amazing. Like the get up and go that he has compared to me. I'm like, if I sit down, I got to sit down and do this work. My dad can sit down for 20 minutes, do something, hop up, go on the stationary bike, go make chili, you know, go bug my mom. (laughs) Um, And so it's, yeah, giving manifesting generators room around that is going to help them grow that skill and grow that gift. Yeah. What do you think the, is the toughest thing on that drain list for generators? Oh my God. Not, um, not trusting that the next thing is going to be coming. Yes. You guys, you guys are so cute with your, your like discomfort with letting go of the, not this. Yeah. Cause I mean, it can be hard for manifesting generators too. Right. Especially if you're highly conditioned to be like, no, this is the way we do things. Like we don't just open ourselves up and see what happens next. But with generators, it's like, Oh no, where's my, like, where's my footing? I need to put, I I need to put my long lasting energy into something. And like, what if the next thing doesn't come along I can't just not do something um and so that was definitely that was definitely tough for me and I still deal with that um but yeah it's 
it's interesting. <laughs> and I think, yeah, MGs, we deal with that, but it's, I think it's lessened with an aligned MG. I think it's less because it's like, but I have all these other, I have like 10 other projects that I can put my energy into for now. So cool. I'll have a, a little more energy to put towards everything else. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I think for manifesting generators, it's almost the reverse. They're like, what if too much stuff comes that I want to do? <laughs> and I yeah. don't know where to put my energy and I'm too scattered. And meanwhile, generators are like, okay, I can put my energy into one thing, but what if that thing never comes? <laughs> yeah. Which actually gets to like, what do you feel like a generator's biggest fear is? Well, probably that, but I think another thing is not feeling deeply satisfied by your work and not feeling that what really satisfies you can be effective and help you be successful. That's at least what I struggle with a lot. And, you know, I, I have another manifest, I'm sorry, excuse me, another generator in my family who's very close to me. Um, we both, we both have that wound that has been difficult, the most difficult thing for us to work through which is believing that what makes you happy can make you successful because it just feels too simple because, oh, and you know what? I want to step back a second too. If you're a business owner, one of the biggest things that can be a problem for you as a generator or a biggest fear is um, that you have to figure out everything on your own. So it's like, you can, like we have that um, tenacity. We have that ability to really dig deep into something and make it happen. So our instinct when we need have a bunch of stuff to get done that's like maybe out of our zone of genius or maybe isn't really what lights us up is it's okay I can figure it out I can make it work I'll do it but at the same time it's not the best for us so our we have a fear of, of not doing that thing because we're like we could and because we can we should so we, we fear letting go that of that thing and we're like but, but I I could I could have done it myself and it's, I think, really important for generators to understand that like delegation is okay. It's all right. Just because you can doesn't mean you have to. No one's gonna, okay, that's a lie. Some people might judge you for that, but that's on them. That's their own wound and they're projecting onto you. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, but yeah, I'd say that is something that is a fear that a lot of generators have. Like if I don't do it myself, then like I'm bad or I'm lazy because generators know they're here to work and they're here to help people. They've just been taught that it has to be in a way that doesn't actually work for them. Yeah, I see that so much. And it reminds me of something we were talking about before we started recording. Like generators and MGs, if it's heavy and hard, it's not for you. Yes. It's just the the like foreignness of this concept of really the universe is gonna offer you things, it's gonna show you things for you to respond to is so absurd. To, to the basic human conditioning that the amount of trust it takes, it just like, I picture a dog pawing the surface of the water to see like, okay, well, how can I step in there? It's like so scary. Like, are you sure I can do that? And then like, who am I to do that? So everyone else has to struggle and I get to do this, which is not true at all. We all get to follow what is easy for us. Every single one of us, if it's heavy and hard, it's not for you. Yeah. That's so true. And it's funny. I was going to say something else, but what came up for me is like, stay in your own lane. 
you know? Yeah, you don't have to feel bad because not everybody is super lucky right now or has all the privilege that you have right now or is making a decision that's keeping them in scarcity or is keeping them in a situation where they're not doing well. And I, I do not want to say that there aren't people out there with like majorly extenuating circumstances, with loss, with grief, dealing with um, not a lot of privilege compared to other people. But I also don't want to say there aren't people out there who could open themselves to so much more if they let themselves. And it's not really our fault if they don't. Um, so having that guilt of like, oh, I shouldn't do this because not everybody else has it. Like that's not actually serving anyone. <laughs> you're just bringing yourself down. Yeah. And then you're actually like, you know, if you do what lights you up, you could serve those people who don't have access to everything right now. Your sparkle could lift them up. Yes. And it's, it's kind of like that with money too. Right. Um, I mean, Jen Sincero, you know, she has her book, um, you are a badass and then you are a badass at making money. And in you are a badass at making money. She makes this great point to people who have the money block around, um, you know, money is bad. She was like, well, okay. Money's not necessarily bad because think of all the good you can do with money. You're not necessarily greedy if you want to make money for yourself and have a good life, because when you have that overflow, you can donate to charity. You can create a business that's going to help other people. I actually, um, I have a friend, she's a projector and she was like, you know, I really want to do what I love, but I really want to help people at the same time. Like, I don't understand how I can be an artist and help other people. I was like, well, when you make it for yourself, think about a foundation you can start, or you can start a business teaching other people how to become self-sufficient as being an artist. How incredibly helpful would that be to the world? And you would only know how to do it if you did it for yourself first, right? Um, and then another thing too, you were saying about, um, you know, like dipping your, your toe in the water and being like, I don't know, is this really possible? I think one of the biggest fears generators have, and I, cause I definitely had this was like, what if nothing comes and I feel really stupid because I've let go of things that I'm really happy now that I let go of. But right afterwards, the fear is real. It's real. Like just because you do, it doesn't mean you have full faith. You know, everybody has some doubts holding them back. And, you know, if, if you're stepping, if you're letting, letting go of a no, if you're quitting your shit um, and opening space for the next thing, there, there is that like twinge of like, oh, what if I made a really bad mistake right there? And everyone's going to think I'm dumb because I just went against what all common logic says. So like how many people are going to feel bad for me? Probably not many. They're going to be like, well, told you, you shouldn't have just let go of something that was a sure thing, even if you hate it. Right. Yes. Yes. Which also gets to like, it's like knowing human design and knowing your design. This is an, this is what you said, like an invitation to stay in your lane because it feels like understanding your design is such a secret. Like all those people that are going to be judging you that are going to be criticizing you they don't know their design and they don't know your design. Like ideally, eventually we're going to live in this world where we all own and share our gifts and we celebrate other people when they own and share their gifts. That's we, when we're all aligned with our design and living our designs and other people are all aligned and living their designs. 
That's how it works. That's how we stay in our lanes and that's how we fit together and rise as one. Yeah. I have this dream when you were explaining that you're like, you know, in the future, hopefully I just have this dream where like every kid is taught their design. I know that's never going to happen, but I have a dream where it's like, you sit down. Okay. Like we're going over math. What's next. Okay. Like all projectors, please go to, you know, this corner of the classroom. We're going to talk about what it's like to wait for the invitation. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) I so, I see that too. And all the parents are parenting their children for their design, supporting them. All parents and manifestors are like, yeah, you guys, I know you don't need to be parented. I'm here to love you. I'm here to shelter you. You go be you. Just give me a call. I'll be back before seven. Exactly. <laughs> or yeah. eight. You say it's eight. Okay. You're in charge here. <laughs> You're in charge here. <laughs> You're the boss, little tiny child who is the leader of my family. <laughs> my niece is a manifester side note oh this is so funny um my niece is a manifester and before I even did her chart I got an intuitive hit I was like she's a manifester I can just tell there's such big energy they're so sure of themselves and I just I love them wow I love all energy types but um special place in my heart for anyone with like a lot of manifestory energy especially mgs you guys are so special um and I really a dream I have is for manifesting generators to understand how special they are because it's such a unique kind of sparkle, right? Like there's no one else like you in the world who has the long lasting energy, but also has that get up and go and that assuredness of like, fuck it. I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. It's pretty cool. And that fuck it comes from years of realizing we're not meant to do it everyone else's way. Mm -mm. Which comes like after a childhood of like banging your head against the wall. Just like, what is going on? Why does everyone else have this like playbook? And it's like, I didn't get one. It's like, excuse me. I didn't get one. (laughs) I didn't get one. (laughs) It's like in class when you raise, the teacher's like, everyone get one. And you raise their hand. They're like, great. And turns around and just <laughs> yeah, it's like day one of school. Like, so everyone did the homework. What? I think I missed the homework. <laughs> yeah, that's what my childhood felt like. <laughs> Me too. Actually, that was my actual childhood. Wait, we had homework. My dad's gonna be so mad. <laughs> so, um, yeah. uh, you recently made this course that mm-hmm. I'm so excited about, and I want to tell people all about it. But one of the things I love about it so much is it's for generators and I got to look at it and I just love how, how much we are on the same page, how much we've learned human design, like from each other and from the same person. Mm -hmm. And yet you can even share my words back to me. And I'm like, yes. Thank you. That's exactly what I needed right now. Like in human design, there's no like, got that done. There's no like, it's not like you never need the reminder again. Yeah. Cause it's a living experiment, right? Mm-hmm. So having it reflected back at you, you know, as many times as you need is so helpful. Um, and, you know, I see it in you too. It's so funny because I see like, reflected back like we'll talk about something or 
I'll just be thinking it. And then like, you'll send something about that. And I'm just like, there you go. I was already, I was thinking it, but I needed to hear it. Needed to hear it. That's actually something too, that I really like to share with sacral beings. So generators and manifesting generators is that if you're not sure about something in your head, because we're taught traditionally that you can't respond to anything inside of yourself. You have to respond to life. You and I don't agree with that at all. You can absolutely respond to ideas, intuition, et cetera. Like, you know, it's, I, I find it a little disempowering to say that you can only respond to life around you. Um, but if you are ever a generator or a manifesting generator who is unsure about an intuitive hit or unsure about a feeling that you have, oftentimes the more in line you are and, you know, you might find this happens more as you like dive into your design, but you know, I honestly, I'm pretty early on in my human design experiment. And I find this happening to me all the time. The universe will send you things aligned with that to respond to outside of yourself. So, you know, say you're thinking, um, here's a great example. So I was thinking like, gosh, I really want to go to Hawaii soon. Like I was just thinking about Hawaii. It was on my mind. And I was like, I don't know if that's really reasonable. You know, I definitely want to wait until the pandemic is over. I don't really want to be doing any traveling right now. And I was like, I don't know, you know, I, I've been seeing little signs for Hawaii, little bumper stickers around recently, like seeing Hawaiian shirts, maybe, maybe that's a sign. I don't know. Um, that day in our group chat with my friends, one of my friends sent this like Airbnb jungle bungalow. And it was like, everyone, we're going to Hawaii together. We're going to this place. We're making it happen. And my sacral center was like, yes. So, you know, it, it was an idea I had, I wasn't sure about it. And then the universe sent me something to respond to, which is another example of how you can trust that the universe is going to be there for you and send you things. Um, but another example of how you can use your sacral response to really know. I love that so much. And I love your clarity on that. I, I think sometimes the universe sends me like an owl and a hawk and a dragonfly and a butterfly. I get these things all the time. And I mean, thank you. Um, what does that mean? I get butterflies all the time too. And I'm like, got it. Okay. (laughs) Got it. You're here. I'm supposed to be, I'm like going through a transformation. Mm -hmm. It's just like a waited out. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the universe is more, I don't know what the right word is, but it's like, it's a secret code. And sometimes I just feel like it's on a need to know basis. You don't need to know right now. Just know we're here. Exactly. That's how I feel with angel numbers. See them all the time. Um, to the point where I'm like, am I just looking at the clock a lot? But no, I see, you know, 11, 11, one, two, three, four all the time. And I'm literally like, what does the great, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And I've sort of had to be like, okay, if I don't know what it means, then that probably just means there's a supportive presence there right now. Um, I just learned that apparently a lot of my episodes have been double numbers lately. Like Ooh. this week's bonus episode, the um, the one Pete and I recorded about pressure, human design and pressure was 16, 16. And I guess like all of them lately have been double numbers. And that's the actual recording and then the intro with the music and the outro. And I never have any idea how long it is <laughs> before it posts. Well, that's cool. I think it's funny. I think I actually saw that in one of your episodes. I was like, oh, was there, was that meaningful? But Apparently it is not. 
Well, meaningful yet not planned. Not planned. Yeah. Perfect. Meaningful yet not planned. So as you've been going through your human design experiment, what would have been the hardest pieces of the experiment for you so far? Trust at every point trust, because like I said, I have, um, so first off I'm a non-specific manifester. So is Kelsey, which means that it's for us, the best way to call in abundance is to just step forward and be like, here I am, bring me the best, you know? And we don't really get to like nail down strategy. It's just not really our thing. It's how we immediately block our connection with the universe and block our connection to flow. So there's that. And then also I'm a generator, which means that our path to whatever it is we want, greatness, success, love, joy, um, money, um, an amazing business, great partnership, that's all sort of indirect. It's like you make, you carve a little path for yourself through your yeses and nos. Um, you know, whereas for a manifester, it would be like, oh, here's my impulse. I know this is the way to go. This is how I'm going to make this thing happen. It's direct for a generator. Like, oh, you can always get where you want to go. It's just, it might look like a winding path. So when you look backwards, you're like, oh, it's, it's so obvious how I got here. But when you're moving forward, it can be scary as hell because you can't really see where you're going. You just know, go left, go right, go left, go right. It's almost like you have Apple maps on your phone, but it's not giving you the overview. Mm -hmm. So that's been one of the the toughest things. And then having an open Ajna. So an open third eye center or mind center has been tough for me, but learning that I had that was a game changer because for so much of my life, I have gotten, you know, like stress headaches from trying to figure stuff out. Like I can sit down and wonder forever and just feel like I'm circling around the thing. So when I realized I had to define Ajna actually, so in my first open, thing, open, open, sorry, open Ajna, definitely do not have a defined Ajna. Nope. No, again, open library. It's like an abandoned building up here. <laughs> It's a beautiful, I call it a beautiful wide open Montana sky. You can call yours an abandoned building if you want, but mine is a gorgeous wide open sky. I would expect nothing less from you. <laughs> but um, sure, yeah, we'll come on big wide open sky. So, you know, what happens in states that have big wide open skies and have planes, there are tornadoes. So when you let yourself go up there, you can get into a thought tornado and it's just going to circle around and around and around. And it's not going to have anywhere to go because if you have an undefined Ajna, you see things from, from so many different angles, which is a gift. But if you let yourself try to hone in on one thing, it's going to be really hard. So once I learned that I was like, okay, it is even more important for me to let answers fall into my body. And if even then I don't get an answer, not supposed to know right now. That's okay. Yes. And this is one of those instances where I know, I literally am aware that you are repeating my words back to me. And yes, this helps like, because it is, it is truth. That truth is in my body. In fact, that yes came from my body because my head had nothing to say in response. Cause I was just like, truth. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I know. I've said that. I literally said that. Yeah. Kelsey, in, my, in our first human design reading, you're like, don't go up there alone. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. 
And that has stuck with me ever since I tell other people that too. But it's, it's so funny because, um, I mean, depending on your conditioning, depending on your energy type, but just really for anyone with an open mind center, you know, we're, we're taught to be so consistent in the way we see things. We're told to be, to have a consistent opinion. That is a really big thing. If you're a business owner too, I want to say that in your marketing, if you have an open or undefined Ajna, don't force yourself to always make a stand or always have a stand or like have a solid concrete crystallized opinion on something or be like the this person if you don't want to be that's okay give yourself room to move um and flow because we're taught that if you don't have a consistent opinion you are a wishy-washy person why why aren't you just somebody who sees things from multiple angles and who can adapt because that's really what an open ajna is right um and it's interesting too because it's like you're it's like you're seeing as wishy-washy because you're seeing either or when the fact is, no, we're seeing 11 different opinions. Yeah. We see them all. They all have equal, like, I can argue for all of them if you want me to. I will wear myself out, but I, I could do that because I can see all of those things. Yeah. You know, I like to think of having an a defined Ajna because I have two friends who have defined Ajnas and they're just a kick. I love them. Because they're the kinds of people who will, you know, call me at like one of my friends is in Long Island, like he'll literally call me, I'll open up FaceTime and immediately the first thing he'll say is, okay, listen, so do you think capitalism would topple tomorrow if we all just started following our desires? And you can tell he's been thinking about it for a while and he, he likes it, he's into it. So people with defined Ajnas, I see them as the people who are like, the scuba divers who see a fish at the bottom, like 20 meters down, they're like, see you guys later. I'm following that fish. And then spend an hour taking pictures of that fish, maybe meeting a few of the fish's friends, but you know, like really dive down deep into that one thing and do that. And somebody with an undefined Ajna is the scuba diver. Who's like, why would I dive down so deep on that one thing when there are so many things I can see 20 meters up, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm, I'm still seeing all of them. I'm you know, I'm, I'm looking at all the options and everything. I get, I get that, you know, panoramic view from up here. And both of them are so useful, right? Because the, um, the defined Ajna, he's going to get some like super great close-up photos of that beautiful sunfish. And the undefined Ajna is going to get this like gorgeous panoramic picture of the entire ocean floor. Yeah. Who's going to see a whale shark? The open Ajna person. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, there's no good or bad. We just, we need all of us. Yeah, exactly. That is such an amazing analogy, by the way. I love it. Borrowing it. (laughs) Um, And yeah. What about your other open centers? Because as you said, you've only got three defined centers. You've got six (laughs) open centers. How are you doing with all of those? Well, okay. So Anybody who is new to human design, um, or if you do know human design, just as a refresher, if you have an open center somewhere, that's where you receive the most wisdom in your life, or you have the opportunity to receive the most wisdom in your life, but also where you have the ability to be the most conditioned. And usually we learn that wisdom through overcoming that conditioning. So for me, I have three defined centers. It's my root, my sacral, and my spleen which means that I am super solid in my intuition and my handling of fear 
in my um, groundedness, in my ability to start things, and in my creativity. Those are all consistent for me, and I make all of those things for myself. But I have a fluid identity because I have a I have an open G center. I have um, very fluid motivation because my ego or heart center is open. Um, I pick up on and amplify emotions in my emotional center, which is funny because I've been called the most emotional person in my family when in reality, I'm, I'm really picking it up and, and just being it back to people. Open throat, which means that um, I have to, well, I don't, none of us have to do anything, but it's best for me to wait to respond first before I say anything, which is one of the toughest things for me um, because, and I didn't realize this until recently, like as a kid, I was just always trying to speak up, always trying to get people to listen to me, always trying to get people to hear me. And it didn't work. And people would just be like, I'm going to shut up. Like, no, no one cares. Um, and so I would just try harder and harder and harder. And when you have an open throat, um, it's really helpful to wait to respond first and understand that people can hear you through your aura. You don't always have to be talking because people already hear you through your aura anyway. I mean, I think, what was it that she said? Jenna Zoe said once that your aura enters a room before you. It speaks before you. So having an open throat center, I've had to learn how important it is to trust my aura um, and really work with my energy first before just trying to like say something to get attention or to prove myself or to get people to hear me. And then um, having an open mind center we talked about and then having an open crown. Honestly, having an open crown is pretty great because you just get inspiration from everywhere. You can just walk outside and you're like, oh, that inspired me. Oop, love that. <laughs> you don't feel a mental pressure. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, if you have an open crown center, someone shitting on you or you shitting on yourself gonna be real hard to deal with it's like it's so funny because um another one of my friends she has a closed mind center and she has a closed crown she's like you kelsey she only has two undefined centers um which is her emotional her solar plexus and her root which is like i would not wish that on anyone in the world because she she has major velcro butt um but she has a defined crown center and it's it's so funny to me because she's always been able to hear people telling her darcy you should do this darcy you have to do that and her answer will either be, mm, I don't care, or yeah, I know, I should. Anyway, what's for lunch? You know, but like if somebody tells me what to do with an open crown center, I'm like, who the hell are you? Why are you pressuring me? Why are you telling me? Like, I'll explode. I have exploded. I, hopefully I've gotten better at this, but like I have exploded at people. I'm just like, stop telling me what to do. Stop trying to force me to do this thing or pressure things into me. Also timed recordings are really hard for me. So like when I was making my course, I would get, so I would immediately like clam up as soon as the recording started. And I was like, oh, God, I start this over again. That's really interesting. And I think we've both experienced that in using like the voice memo aspect of messenger. It's only <laughs> yeah. limited to a minute. So the last like five seconds, I had to be talking really fast and be like, it's going to cut me off, but I got, I got, um, I don't know. I got to go. I remember specifically that you were saying, see, I only realized that it was the open crown center because one time you were like, Ooh, now I understand why you sent a video just then because the crown pressure I'm feeling right now is strong. It's so intense. I actually feel like when someone shoulds on me, when I feel that mental pressure, it's like somebody just threw a hundred pound kettlebell on me. 
Like, <laughs> oh, get this off of me. How dare you? <laughs> Seriously. Ugh. Um, one thing I, I really want to talk to you about that you just reminded me is the difference between passive and active brains. Cause we've had fun exploring this together. So you've got yeah. a passive brain. I've got an active brain. Yes. The terms we are not responsible for and a passive brain certainly doesn't mean you're stupid and an active brain doesn't mean that you can't meditate. So what yeah. does it mean? So, okay. So this is just, I love the arrows. They're so fascinating. But um, basically, so you can tell, first off, you can tell if you have an active or passive brain um, by looking at the top left arrow on your chart. So if that is facing left, you have an active brain. If it is facing right, you have a passive brain. So Kelsey has an active brain. I have a passive brain, which basically means that our nervous systems run differently. So for Kelsey, she can take it, she can like take in a lot of information. She can get going on her own. She doesn't really need anything to stimulate that happening. Um, and for me, as someone with a passive brain, that means that I do need something to stimulate me getting going in the morning. And you were asking me about this the other day and you were like, I wake, you were like, does it take a lot for you to wake up? Like, do you need like a lot of time to yourself before you can do anything? Because Kelsey, you wake up and you say, what's the mantra that you say every morning? I say, thank you so much for this brand new day. I'm so excited for it. May today be filled with love and joy and ease and play and magic and miracles. Which and is that so just cool. comes to me. Like, I don't say it out loud because that is barbaric to me. Like there's no <laughs> need to open the mouth hole first thing in the morning, but that's what my brain says right away in the morning. It's barbaric. <laughs> <laughs> that is an affront to humanity. Um, that's what people would define Ajna's. Not yeah, yeah not um, but yeah. And so for me, on the other hand, like when I wake up, I'm like, okay, like I need something to happen for me to start waking up. And, you know, it was funny because I was thinking like, why is it so easy for me, even when I haven't slept very well, or I haven't, um, you know, I'm just like, I'm not feeling great, haven't had my coffee. Why is it so easy for me to wake up when I sleep at my friend's house? And like stuff is happening when I wake up. It's because that stimulation gets my body going and gets my, my nervous system or my brain going. So what I've noticed recently is you were like, oh, do you need a lot to like wake you up? And I was like, no, I think I'm like pretty ready to go as soon as I wake up. I realized that like the first thing I'll do while I'm still in bed is I'm not super proud of this, but it does help me. It's like, I'll check my email or I'll go, I'll like, like, st like start playing a podcast on my computer or I'll, um, I don't go on Instagram anymore. I don't have social media anymore, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll scroll through something or like, let's like turn on a podcast and just that activity is enough to be like, okay, ready to go. Things are so much easier now. Things are better, you know? And like when I eat, like you have to eat alone, right? I remember you telling me once you're like, if Pete tries to talk to me while I eat, it's like, what are, what are you even doing? Why yeah. And this is for breakfast. This is okay. for bre yeah, breakfast. I'd like to be alone, please. Yeah. And, so from, and for me, like as somebody with a passive brain, it's the same thing for my digestion. It really helps me to be doing something while I eat. And so this is actually really great for people with passive digestion to know that whole thing of like, be a mindful eater. Don't look at anything while you eat. Don't eat on the run. Don't, you know, listen to music or like talk to other people. Be very mindful. Pay attention to your food. 
that's just like not for you. And I never jived with that because honestly, if I don't do something while I eat, I'm not going to eat. <laughs> it's the same thing, you know, with getting up out of bed. If you have passive digestion, um, first off, it, it helps you to digest your food if you have something well, to do, but also like we're the people who need to set timers to eat. And you're talking about um, people who do triathlons and you're like, there are people who have to set timers to eat. And I don't get that at all. And I just realized maybe it's because those people have passive digestion. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I get on my bike and it's like an all day buffet. Like I'm drinking nonstop. I've ne- I have never been able to wrap my head around the idea of the people that just like have, have their watch beeping every 15 minutes or whatever to remind them to take a sip. I'm like, for God's sake, that's all I want to do when I'm on my hair. It's just yeah. drink, drink, drink. And like, you know, like, you know, when you're hungry, right? Like you're just like, oh, ready? Time to eat. For me, I, I get hungry when I start eating, which is mm. so, I didn't understand for the longest time. And again, you know, I had an eating disorder for a very long time. So that kind of messed up things in my hunger. I had to get back in touch with that. But, you know, I had a lot of people telling me like, um, you know, you got to force yourself to eat. You got to make yourself eat. And I was like, "Mm, don't agree with that. Don't agree with that. And I'm slowly learning that like a little bit, that's kind of the case for me. Like I'm obviously, you know, listen to your body and your hunger cues and, and what you feel is right. But for like, if you have a passive digestion, like, don't be surprised if you do have to like, kind of edge yourself in there a little bit or just like like, invite yourself, invite yourself to eat. And that invitation comes in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So you just need to like kind of um, prime the pump a little bit is the point if you have a passive brain. And if you have an active brain, like something I want you to know is like give yourself so much room to eat. Like you you need to eat. And like if you're a manifesting generator too, you have one of the biggest engines in the world. Yeah, manifesting generator, active brain, defined root, eat your food. Move your booty and eat your food Mm -hmm. because- it's both are super important for you. Um, I actually, I have a friend who's a manifesting generator and, you know, like growing up, her mom told her like, you know, well, she basically told her everything she was, was wrong, which is, you know, like you're, you're hyperactive, you're to this, you jump from thing to thing too much, which is all of those things are kind of a part of being a manifesting generator. And then she told her she ate too much. So she like really encouraged her to diet basically. And it's just like, just like this girl, she is a hiker. She's a circuit trainer. She is a swimmer. Like she just, it's just not right for her in any way in her design. Um, and, you know, not encouraging, you know, people with passive digestion to like not eat a lot or anything like that. Always follow your hunger cues, follow what feels right to you. Right. That's the most important thing. 
but um, we are different. Everybody eats differently and everybody lives differently and learns differently. For example, like, oh, this is another thing I love is that people with passive digestion like me, it's really like hard for us to learn a lot of things at once. Like we, we like to take our time with that kind of thing because we basically take one piece of information. Like if, if an active brain and a passive brain take the same piece of information in, the passive brain will basically like do a circle around it first and then be like, okay, got it. Take it in. The active brain will look at it and be like, got it. What's the next thing? So you guys are the ones who are like, I listen to this podcast and this podcast and that one. Like my sister has an active brain and she's always like reading stuff and learning stuff and doing stuff and, and taking it in, you know, it's, and she's a projector too, right? So that's another side of human design where it's like, it's not just your energy type. It's not, you know, it's, it's your gates, it's your profile. All that, all that stuff can have to do with the way that you take in and expel energy. Um, and so she's like learning all that stuff all the time and like going from this and that and that and like same with my mom. My mom is amazing to me because she will buy this course, that course, that course and be like, yeah, I did all of them. She'll buy this book, that book, that book, read them in a week. And I'm like, okay, can I? And then she just gives me the cliff notes because she knows that I'm not going to be able to do it that quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, think that's so yeah. important to know. And it's so, <clears throat> yes, I have like eight books on my nightstand. Because I'm, yes, I'm reading them all at once. You got a problem with that? Why? <laughs> yeah. And you're absorbing all of it. So if somebody tells an active brain, like there's no way you could be taking in that much stuff. There's no way. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. I am. I am. Yeah. And I do. And I, th- you know, it's so interesting to see all these pieces it, it show up. It's like, you can fit them all together and you're like, look, some people call this an ADHD diagnosis. I mean, not everything we've talked about, but like we've talked about a lot of the pieces that are, I'm like, oh, I see why they diagnose me with ADHD. It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. I I call it my human design. You can call it ADHD if you want. Call it my superpower. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got to wrap this up for your first round on the Find Your Awesome podcast because you are coming back because we keep thinking of more things we need to talk about. Yeah. So your final question today is imagine you have a billboard. You can put it anywhere in the world, but everyone in the world can see it. What does it say? You get to be successful by doing what feels amazing. Mm. Yes, you do. You get to follow the joy. You do. Ariana, we didn't even talk about your course yet. Tell us, tell us about what you just created, please. I'm so excited too. So, um, I just created a course called copy joy and it is the human design based copywriting course for all energy types. So right now we have generator joy or copywriting joy for generators, but, um, the other ones are coming very soon. Next one up is manifesting generator joy. Um, and it's all about how to use your specific energy type to write your copy because it's different for everyone. Like I've said before, one of the most um, irritating things to me and incorrect things out there is that you have to have your copy one specific way or your marketing one specific way to be successful. And it's just not true because the energy you have off the page is just as important as the words that you put on it. Um, And when you master that energy, you can make pretty much any strategy of your choice work And there are also specific strategies for each energy type that work the best. So this course is dedicated to giving people those specific strategies and this like specific copywriting success, uh, 
lot of S's, success plans (laughs) to um, help them do just that, you know, and and make marketing work for them their way because it, it doesn't have to be so grindy and hard, which is what everybody tells us. And when you align with your energy type, you can just make things so much easier. Mm. And you guys have looked at it, I've read it, I've watched it, I've listened to it, and it's so good. I'm so excited about this. So where can people get your course? Where can people learn more about you and learn from you and sign up for your amazing emails? Well, they can find me on justfollowjoy.com. No social media right now. Not huge on that at the moment. Might be coming someday soon. But um, yeah, you can hop on the email list by getting your free mini guide to your energy type. So really quick, it tells you pretty much everything you need to know. It tells you your little success plan for your energy type, as well as your gifts and your strengths and some of the common obstacles and you know how to come, how to overcome them. So it's just a little gift for joining my email list, but yeah. Yay. Thank you so much. This has been so fun. I love you. I love you too, Kelsey. Thank you. Oh my goodness. That was amazing. I hope you liked it at least close to how much I liked it. That conversation lit me up so much. Now go to justfollowjoy.com, get yourself on Ariana's email list. And then, or even before, I don't care about your order. I'm just telling you that her emails are amazing And so is her course. If you are a generator, go buy yourself CopyJoy for generators. If you're another type, just hold tight for a second, get yourself on her email list and follow everything this chick is up to. It is all so sparkly, so amazing. And PS, she's absolutely positively coming back on the podcast, probably a lot. So get used to her. She's hanging around here for a while. And then if you want to work with me, let's talk about light leader amplification for a moment. Ariana is a light leader. It is such an honor to work with this woman, to help her clear all of the conditioning and rearrange all of her energy so she can be her sparkliest self, so she can raise the world because she is here to raise the world. Maybe you are too. Do you have a deep craving to raise the world, to lift all of us up, to spread love and joy everywhere you go and not in a fake icky Skittles sort of way, but in a real true nourishing way. If that feels true to you, then head over to KelseyAbbott.com slash coaching to explore light leader amplification and then sign up for a free 15 minute consultation with me. And as always, you can also get your free human design chart over at my website and book a reading, a one-on-one reading or a partner human design reading with me. It's all happening at KelseyAbbott.com. I love you. Do the thing, whatever your thing is. Be you, be bright, be shiny, be sparkly. The world needs you. Go forth and be awesome.